Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. everybody and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. I've got a great episode for you today and I am excited you guys are all here because there's going to be a little bit of a twist at the end of this episode. I hope everybody's been doing well and staying safe from this whole COVID-19 virus dilemma that is affecting our country and the majority of countries around this world. I honestly don't even know what to think anymore. Um, I do work for a dental office and the doctor that I work for has closed our office until April 6th. And I live in Washington State, and so we did have quite a few deaths that have occurred a couple hours north of where I am. So he made this call based on um, our safety, but most of all, with us working, we're using supplies such as gloves, masks, and all of that, and they want to be able to keep those available from the distributors to go to the hospitals and doctors that need it around Uh, the world. So we are off for a while. And this was exactly not expected. But we will make our best out of it and hope that everybody who ends up having to close down will have the opportunity to get back to work in a couple of weeks. And that we can all be okay. And if any of you are listening, and you have a sick family member or friend or person that's passed away, just know I'm thinking of you and I'm so sorry for all of this and I hope we can get this all turned around. It's just not been a very fun week for all of us, I think, around here. One other thing I'd like to bring up is some exciting news and I've been putting information out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I had a little short episode that came out a few days ago about it as well. But I am adding an extra new podcast into Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Um, The plan is for them to stream on Wednesdays, and they will just be little short episodes, not full long ones like we usually get every other week. So what it's called is um, Midweek Ponder. And my purpose behind this is to discuss or ponder what people think about infidelity. So it's not necessarily stories that are coming in about why a person cheated or whatever happened, but I want to know people's views and opinions about infidelity in general. I want to know if you support it, 
if you oppose it and why you believe either way. Um, and just, it's just real interesting to hear different people's views. And, you know, as I am, of course, always promoting my podcast and the feedback I get will be something like, you know what, I can totally understand or, oh my gosh, that's absolutely a total sin. And uh, the covenant of marriage is broken and all these different things. So I am just real excited to kind of be able to hear and think about why people support it or don't support it. And so our first episode for that is due to come out on a Wednesday, April 1st. No, it's not going to be an April Fool's joke. I'm actually going to be working on that one here very quickly. So it's ready. So if you want to send in your thoughts and opinions, again, just like the regular stories, it's going to be completely and totally anonymous. So you just send in what you'd like. You can email it to me, uh, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And you can also visit my website. Uh, it's infidelity.com And you can submit an email from there. You can sign up for the Patreon, which I've got a couple new subscribers this last week. Thank you guys so much. Um, you can uh, listen to episodes directly from the website. Um, you can send in, like I said, the email, your story or email your thoughts on the Midweek Ponder. And, you know, from time to time, we'll read articles on the Midweek Ponder, like I have done on the regular podcast. And, you know, it's interesting to hear how professionals feel about things. So anyways, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. So now what we're going to do is listen to a story. It was submitted by a gentleman named Rick. And he has quite a um, interesting mix of situations that has happened in his marriage, which this is the first for me to really come across, but I'm sure it's not the only relationship like this out there, but it is certainly new for the podcast. Let's get started with Rick's story. This is chapter one. He calls it The Early Years and Kate. I am from a suburban area in central Pennsylvania. I'd say my childhood was pretty normal and overall good. My parents were both pretty liberal and chill. Being the youngest of three kids with two older sisters, I tended to get away with the most and get the most spoiled. I was a typical mama's boy. She did everything for me out of love. I never saw my parents fight, and my dad always let us know that my mom was the best woman in the world. My dad worked a job that took him away from home for months at a time. So when he came home, he usually tried to make up for lost time. As for sex, I knew I liked women at a young age. I can remember feeling weird feelings about a babysitter and thinking of how pretty she was. I loved getting attention from her. I can remember when I was about eight or nine, my dad came home from a long trip abroad. The next morning, I woke up and went into the kitchen, and my dad called me over and whispered in my ear to go to the basement. And in his briefcase, he had had a surprise for me. But I had to promise to hide it and not tell anyone. I didn't know what to think but ran downstairs as fast as I could. 
I opened the briefcase and gazed upon the 1983 Playboy Playmate calendar. I was overcome with excitement and fear all at once. I can remember seeing boobs in movies on HBO and liking it, but this was something else. Needless to say, I found a great hiding spot and kept it secret for a couple of years before deciding it was time to get rid of it. In that time, though, I gazed in wonderment over those images, good or bad. I knew I loved seeing the beauty of women. Elementary school was an awkward time for me, but I knew I liked girls and I wanted a girlfriend. It never panned out, but the desire was there. I wanted to be wanted by a girl. Unfortunately, I was a husky little boy, so I was shy and somewhat lacking in confidence, so the attention proved to be elusive until eighth grade. I finally got my first girlfriend. She was in the seventh grade and only 12, but I was only 13. By that time, I had seen my first porn movie at a neighbor's and had been exposed to sex and sexuality regularly. It was, after all, the MTV generation. It didn't take us long to begin experimenting. Within a month, we had progressed to me performing oral sex on her and fingering her. She only ever touched me over my clothing, but this went on for a couple of years. I had opportunities to have sex, but always chickened out for some reason. I met my wife as a junior in high school. She went to a different high school, but we met through a mutual friend. My 8th grade girlfriend? Yeah, I was still involved with her, but my wife asked me to go to her senior prom with her on a double date, just as friends. It should be noted at this point that I was still a virgin, much to my chagrin, but I was also seeing three other girls. It was okay, because they were all from other schools. Ha! I guess cheating has always been in my DNA. So, my wife and I went to her prom. She ended up sleeping over at my house, and we had an epic five-hour makeout session. I believe we would have had sex had she not been having her period. It was amazing. I felt passion for the first time. It was hot. Later that week, I ended things with the three other girls I was involved with and set my focus on my future wife. I did tell her about the other girls before our first date, but since we were just going as friends, it didn't matter. In the end, I picked her. We were in deep lust. Within two weeks, we had sex, both for the first time. I also received my first blowjob, and it was everything I had hoped it would be. We fucked and fucked and fucked, almost every day for several months, until she left for college. We stayed together, and we were in love. My first taste of cheating was about a year later. I was a senior in high school, and we went on a band trip to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Of course, my girlfriend-slash-future wife wasn't on the trip as she was in college. A cute freshman in the color guard caught my eye, and uh, we started hanging out. We ended up breaking curfew by being out on a moonlit late-night walk on the beach. We talked, 
held hands, laughed. Then we finally sat on the beach and watched the waves. I saw her gazing upon me out the corner of my eye. She wanted me to kiss her. I could feel it. I wanted to, badly, but I couldn't. It was a magical setting and moment, but I couldn't. We walked back to the hotel and got in trouble for breaking curfew by an hour and a half. But what an exhilaration. I felt so alive and wanted. Flash forward, my wife and I got engaged soon after my father died. I was only 19. Things were still very good with us, although I did have the feeling of being tied down and not really being me, for fear she would not like the real me and leave me. So I pushed those feelings aside. We graduated college and one month later we were married. Mired in credit card debt, student loan debt, and wedding debt, we had to get jobs. No graduate school for either of us. Our professional dreams were gone. Now, money was a problem. Then, we started having kids. Three, to be exact. We were 29 when our youngest was born, but we both felt old. We both had put on significant weight, and I was working two to three jobs to support the family. And I was failing. We rarely had sex. We fought a lot, although never ever physical. We were a great parenting team, though, and functioned well as a couple otherwise. People on the outside thought we were such a happy couple. They couldn't be further from the truth. During that time, I began to disconnect. I was still a horny man, but wasn't attracted to my wife. I also felt gross as I was very overweight. I didn't feel sexy and no woman ever looked at me. So, I turned to online chat rooms. There, I could be whoever I wanted to be. I got attention from women and found one or two to chat with on a regular basis. It felt good. They were halfway across the country, so there was no way we could actually meet, which was great since I had very low self-esteem. Jump ahead to 2012. We were both at our largest miserable with ourselves, sex was almost non-existent, the fights were rare but mainly because I disconnected and always would give in to her to avoid the fights. One night we saw a friend post about their amazing weight loss and we were inspired. We got hooked up with a health coach in another part of the country, bought the food and within seven months we both lost 120 pounds. I felt amazing. Even crazier, women started noticing me. I was a good boy, though, and just allowed myself to be flattered. One particular day, I had a chat with our health coach, and we ended up talking about our marriages and found that we both were having similar issues. Something felt unusual. We chatted for an hour. Then an hour the next day. Before I knew it, we were chatting constantly, and in a blink of an eye, we were having an online affair. It was intense. We made plans to meet, but I was sloppy and my wife found out. She was absolutely devastated, crushed, and I went through the typical stages of denial. Dismissing it as that it was nothing major, 
just some chats here and there. I was joking when I told the other woman I loved her. It wasn't love, but it was lust. Probably more intense of a feeling. I ended things after a couple of months and felt terrible. I destroyed my wife and my marriage, any semblance of trust. I assumed she would divorce me, but we decided to try couples therapy. It didn't work very well, so we stopped. I read many books and decided to devote myself to her, but her walls were up. Something came up that put us in a car together on a nine-hour road trip. I figured our marriage was over, so thought, what the hell? Let's just be totally honest and transparent about everything. It was at that time that we realized we had neglected our relationship and truly had no idea who the other person was. We talked about dreams. We talked about things we wish we had done differently. We talked about sex. A lot. We were honest. No judgment. It turns out we were both sexual freaks on the inside but kept it bottled up for fear of being judged by the other person. I was stunned. She was as well, and we agreed to give things a shot in this new relationship that was staring us in the eye. We decided to date each other again. In no time, we were dating and falling for each other all over again. Only this time, we were being completely open and honest. We talked all the time. I got butterflies in my stomach again. Sexually, we opened ourselves up to anything and everything. We would watch porn together and fantasize. She was a freak and I loved it. Sex was frequent and hot. It was amazing as well, since we were both 120 pounds lighter. Holy crap, was that a game changer. This sexual rebirth for us resulted in lots of talks about fantasies, which evolved into conversations about what if we actually did this. We decided to try and find other couples to swing with. We didn't go to clubs, but found other couples online. And swing we did. It was so weird at first, but it was actually pretty amazing. But it was still something we did together as a couple. It was our first time having sex with someone other than each other. We were so in love and confident and trusting. What could go wrong? From swinging, the conversation came up about how amazing and strong our relationship and marriage was, that why not try doing an open marriage? After all, we've watched each other have sex with people and thought it was hot. So how could this be a bad thing? So we both started dating. I had a little case of jealousy as it was way easier for her to find men willing to date her. Our area is pretty conservative, so this is definitely something that we had to do on the down low and there weren't many people that were doing this in our area. So women were hard to come by, but eventually I started dating too. We didn't have many rules, but we did have a couple. First, our marriage and each other come first, period, no question. Second, each of us had veto power. We could, 
for any reason or no reason, veto a potential partner for our spouse. Lastly, there were certain things that we were to refrain from with potential mates, such as anal, threesomes, or moresomes, BDSM, fetishes. All was good for about a year. I settled in with dating a single woman who was recently divorced. My wife was still dating around, but had a guy she was settling on. From the get-go, my wife didn't do well with sticking to agreed-upon times and communications during dates. That always caused some problems, anxiety being one of them. One guy she dated suddenly broke up with her and told her he found someone to date seriously. She was crushed, but eventually sought out someone new. She found a guy one day. She showed me his picture and told me about him. He looked shady and like a child molester to me, so I used my veto. She had used her veto power several times with me and I went along. She wasn't happy I used my veto this time. A couple weeks later, she told me that this guy messaged her again and she'd really like to meet him. I asked who, and it was that shady molester. Ah, uh, no way. I told her I didn't have a good feeling about him. She got pissed and told me that if I wouldn't let her meet this guy, then I would have to end my six months relationship with my girlfriend. I didn't think that was fair, but I caved nonetheless. Not long after, the lady I was seeing told me she met a guy she wanted to get serious with, and we amicably agreed to end things. By that point, my sex life with my wife was pretty strong, but I noticed that since she started seeing creepy guy, she seemed disconnected or distracted. It started getting worse. So I sat her down and had a conversation with her. I told her our marriage was in need of some TLC and asked her to end things so we could work on our marriage. No more open marriage. She freaked out. She fought me on it. I relented. I even saw another woman a couple of times. During that time, she disconnected from the marriage even more and sex was sparse between us. Something wasn't right. I demanded she end things. She reluctantly agreed, but refused to talk to me about our marriage. Fights started up again and I knew something wasn't right. After several weeks, I made no progress. Then one day, I needed to borrow her iPad for work. I wasn't thinking about it, but I accidentally opened iMessage as it was right next to the app I wanted to open. To my dismay, I found what I had been fearing. She was cheating on me. It wasn't just sex. She was constantly lying to me. She was meeting him regularly, taking pictures of them together, videos of sex acts. I read how she told him he was her best friend and soulmate. He was the best sex she'd ever had. She constantly craved his cock, way more than her own husband's. She made fun of me to him. She emasculated me. He made fun of me, criticized me, talked to her about how horrible I was. I was humiliated. We were together for 23 years at that point. All we went through, 
I was shaking. My heart broke. I took screenshots of everything and finally confronted her. It was familiar. She acted as I did when I was caught. She denied it, diminished what actually happened, told me what I read wasn't real and she never said that. I told her it had to end now. She said no. He was a great friend and she didn't want to lose that. Fine. I told her I would divorce her. It must have hit her like a ton of bricks. She told me she would crawl back into her hole and become subservient to me. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Then I remembered she didn't give up on me. It was hard, but I told her we could work on our marriage if she would block all access to him. She didn't agree to that. She would only agree that she wouldn't chat with or talk to him again. I fought that. After all, she's leaving the door open for him. She also refused to give me her passwords and refused to let me look at her phone, all of which I did for her to help build back trust. For some reason, I went with it. What a fool. She refused marriage counseling and basically stayed distant. When I wanted to talk to her about it, she simply told me it was my problem and I had to deal with it myself. Not at all how I treated her when we were in different positions, and I resented that. She never owned up to what she wrote about me, much less apologized. She even doubled down on some things which crushed me. Why was I staying? Our kids. I felt that it would hurt them if I pursued a divorce. Plus, how can I just end a 23-year relationship? So I stayed. I knew in my gut that she was still at least chatting with him. She denied it. Our marriage languished. I was miserable. No trust, no romance, no sex. I felt completely unwanted and undesired. About a year later, and still zero sex, my wife left for work and forgot her phone. Not long before that, I happened to see her type her passcode, so I tried it. Unlocked. I knew I was invading her privacy, but my gut told me she was hiding something. She was. Months earlier, she somehow met a man online who lived a couple hours away. She was having an affair. Again. What I read was very similar to the previous affair. The same type of language, same type of disrespect to me, making fun of me, only this time she met his kids, and they had met for sex many times over. I also read that she thought she was pregnant, and that he wanted to get her pregnant and leave me, taking our kids with him. He was calling her at work, tried sending her a burner cell phone, and even offered to come to our house to, quote, straighten him out, referring to me. It was deja vu all over again, only worse. I was shaken and heartbroken again, even though we never really fixed our marriage from her last affair. Oh, and the previous guy, she had started chatting with him again. 
I was furious and hurt. I confronted her again, only this time I was going to divorce her. She didn't deny it and apologized. She told me she would end it and that she wanted out of it, telling me that she would block everything and even give me access to her phone if I wanted. The funny thing is that she didn't apologize for what she said about me, only that she actually cheated. She never made things right with me, even when I decided to give her another chance. Things were never ever made right, and to this day, I still hurt and carry that with me. I only ever wanted her to show me she desired me after all she said about me and did these things with other men. How could she do that with them and say all those amazing things to them but not me? I don't know to this day. She still refuses counseling and we still don't have sex. There is no romance. She's attempted to turn things on me, saying that I don't love her and that I think she is gross, which is simply not true. What is true is that we did try having sex twice in the last two years, and both times I either could not get hard or lost an erection. She thinks it's because I have erectile dysfunction or that I think she is gross. My wife is beautiful and sexy, truly. However, when we tried having sex, I simply couldn't get all the things I read and all the pictures and videos out of my mind. That's a boner killer right there. The last affair was discovered two years ago. I'm pretty certain she isn't cheating now, but nothing has really changed with us. We are a good parenting team. We get along well, but there is no passion, romance, or sex. So, what was I doing since then? Well, that's part two, if you would like to know. We will call chapter two, Allison. So we kind of left you hanging with the end of this episode. So there are two more chapters of his story. Those will actually be released on Patreon. Yes. So if you would like to hear the rest of his story, they will be on two separate episodes only available on Patreon. And like I mentioned earlier, you can get on my website and subscribe. It's $3 a month pledge, and that will get you these extra episodes. It will allow you early access. And one thing that I always try to emphasize is it's not necessarily so you can get all these fun things, but it helps me out. Um, as a podcaster, we do have expenses to put these out. It's certainly not free. It's something that I enjoy doing and I don't mind doing. But when people like you support me, um, that those few bucks that come in actually help make it so I can start doing more. And I have all these great ideas and thoughts for the future. So, of course, everything comes with a dollar sign, right? So not trying to sound beggy or pushy or anything like that. But it's out there if you would like to subscribe. I would appreciate it. But until next time, we will be back in a couple of weeks with a regular episode. 
And if you're on Patreon, keep your ear out for chapters two and three from Rick. And then don't forget to tune in on Wednesday, April 1st for our first episode of Midweek Ponder. But until then, thank you so much for joining me. Have a great day. And remember, no judgment. Goodbye. My dad worked a job that took him away from home for months out of I can remember when I was about eight or nine, my dad came home from a long trip abroad.